everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Monday afternoon. So, um, okay, well, I hope people found that helpful and fun, our little half-hour chat with the plastic surgeon. That was cool. Yeah, well, you know, it's sometimes you just got to go right to the head of the class yeah. and see what's going on. Like and it. speaking uh, the head of the class... The one and uh, there were like two g- fun things that happened on SNL this weekend. Yeah. Um, Rachel McAdams coming out and introducing Renee Rapp, who plays her character in Mean Girls on Broadway and Mean Girls the Musical. And then Megan the Stallion coming out and singing, um, you know, rapping on Not My Fault from the Mean Girls soundtrack. That was it was like those were the two lively moments of the whole boring SNL, it was really. I agree. Do you want to hear a little bit, of, a little bit of the performance? Yeah, because I know I think you posted uh, when yep. Megan comes out that part of the performance, but would love to hear it. All right, here we go. Uh, it, the choreo was so good. She just looked so fine. Yeah, it did. was, it was really Jacob Elordi as a host. <laughs> I don't know if they didn't know how to write for him. I think so. I think that was. Or, I mean, we get it. He's a heartthrob, but his attractiveness worked against him for that whole show. Couldn't keep your eyes off of it. Just couldn't couldn't get into the the character. It was just a sleepy ninety minutes in which the how hot he was just was lazy, lazy sketches. I get it. Yeah, there was nothing that stood out to me when I watched it I, besides the, the performance and the little surprise Rachel McAdams, but other than that. Yeah, and Megan, I mean, it was like, oh, fine, oh, it was an injection of you know, fresh excitement. Yes. Excitement, but yeah, um, his attractiveness worked against him and sketch did. after sketch just, oh, uh, it felt, the jokes felt, as Madonna would say, regressive and reductive. Well, it was, they treated him, it was it was stale. It was just sale. It would be the same way if it was, uh, it's like, but I do wonder if he's maybe a wooden actor and not really good at the improv. Well, which we know, could be. We know, you know what that's like. I do. You improv can be a good actor right. and not good at improv. And, and maybe he was low he energy. Feels, he feels like he doesn't have, well, he looked hungry. He certainly okay, so did. when you're hungry mm-hmm. to start with, because something must be going on. I've never seen he his he was he filmed he finished filming something that he had to lose weight for, okay. and he's six five. Mm. So someone who is six five, right. I I think about how much more I can eat than you, just having five inches yes. on you. It's six so, five, it feels yes. like you could be an eating machine for quite a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? And it wouldn't. And he so he looked gaunt, but yeah, the whole thing was oh he's hot, he's hot. It just made for lazy, but you know maybe it wasn't just the writing. Maybe he's maybe they should just give in and go ahead and get a hold of Carol Burnett, yeah, and share and People let them that we host. know who have personalities besides are the pop culture zeitgeist right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, zeitgeist or zeitgeist. zeitgeist. I, I like the zeitgeist. Yeah, the Renee uh-huh. Rapp performances and Rachel McAdams and Megan The Stallion come out. Those were like the hot bursts of energy and and you know anyway. And I gotta say, I enjoyed every bit of that. 
Corntastic. Casey didn't like it quite as much as I did because he finds plot holes. But the Harlan Coben fool, fool me it. once. It was Finished so fun it this morning. Yeah. Finished it this I, morning. I mean, not fun because it was a no. shocking ending, but my mom watched it. I, I mean, loved it. I it's loved it. It's on Netflix. It. There were eight or ten episodes. It was more than I thought, but that was a good, twisty. Thriller. Yes, and the the, the gal detect- who acts in it, her husband is an extra correspondent, and she reminded me so much of um, Charlotte, Kristen Davis. That, she looks like yeah, kind of Kristen Davis. Kind of, like, who does she remind me of? That was a good. That so, was good. So in in uh, Harlan Coben uh, and his the daughter, author. you know, was it, it's from his um, company that he started. Which um, he started a production company because he has so many books and stuff. And his daughter was involved, but he's uh, doing a Netflix deal for two more series adaptations. Oh, I love it. For limited TV series. One, it's one book is called Missing You, and another one is called Runaway. And they're in the same vein. Um, Missing, very good. Missing You follows a character that might be a repeat character called Cat Donovan, if you've read that. And um, and the gal who wrote um, for Fool Me Once is going to write um, it was good. for these. Yeah, it was really good. If you haven't watched it on Net- Netflix. It was good. I liked it a I lot. I liked it. My mom liked yeah. it. And she doesn't like Jeff anything that's it. too. liked it a lot. Casey was like, there's a couple of plot holes. And I said, you and your plot holes. I see plot holes all the time in football, and I don't point them out. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, did I just read this or did I read it online that that whole Buffalo Bills thing was on Josh Allen? Did we read that somewhere, Grant, or did you say that to me? Or am I dreaming? No, it might have been where the hash, because we're getting real deep here, but yeah. where, the, where oh. the ball lands on what side of the field is where they have to kick it from. So if it was on a certain hash, it might have affected it, but I okay. don't. I haven't seen that All myself. All right, I yeah. don't know where I heard that. But yeah. tonight, you know, The Bachelor comes back to The Bachelor without yes. the Golden oh, Bachelor. Yeah. And Joey, Joey, who was a tennis player, is the new Bachelor. He was on Kelly and Mark today. He's darling. Darling, We're going to watch it. He's darling. And one of the contestants is a bachelorette from Minnesota. She's 25 years old. Her name is Daisy Kent. She was originally from Becker. And she has cochlear implants in her ears because she had hearing loss. We've had this before on The Bachelor. Two seasons ago, we had somebody with cochlear implants. Okay. Who could speak. Right. And she lost her, yeah, she lost her hearing later in life. Yeah. And, um... And they were done, um, you know, by Starkey, who's based here. Um, and so she's going to be one of the people to watch for. And I had a friend who did uh, um, did an implant and just said it's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Just a game changer. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting. But anyway, I'm kind of excited for it tonight. Well, We've got a lot going on. We've got the My Talk Awards. Yeah, those are happening. we got the happening. voting happening. That was happening. And I, I, I don't know why they're... They're doing this story on Yellowstone, but my, it's jaw dropping how much money they spend on Yellowstone. Oh, I know. The, um, for the first season alone, it was seven million per episode for ten episodes. Wow. Seven million. And old, is it all from Taylor's Ranch that he charged? Well, the money Taylor back? Sheridan <laughs> charges fifty thousand a week for his ranch. Yep. So if they're shooting for 12 weeks. Wow. And he also charges 2K a week per horse. Stop. 
God. It's like the old Carlson companies oh, where yeah. you rented from different, you know, and you paid the company back. But it's so wow. it's a huge, uh, a huge amount. But uh, only nine made it to air. The first season of Yellowstone was only nine because they went over budget by twenty million dollars. Wow. Now Paramount is is okay, but um, they do so much prop rental and. They also um, put into the budget, it's like $60,000 to send everybody to cowboy camp. Yeah. Before the beginning of the season. And um, yeah, just kind of amazing. But I do know that Jeremy Renner has gone back filming uh, um, Mayor Mayor Kingstown. Which yeah, because Tulsa off. King hasn't come back. We really haven't heard from Taylor well, Sheridan shows because we had the strike and yeah. everything. So Mayor of Kingstown is the first one to go back. Okay. And, you know, Grant, I thought of a way they can write John Dutton out of uh, Yellowstone. How? Well, because I've rewatched oh, yeah, the series because yeah. yes, they've replayed it yes, on Sunday yes. nights and we're, I think, on season yes. two. But in the first season, John Dutton gets colorectal cancer. Oh, they could yeah. just have him die of that. Oh, oh there and not make it what we also with the other Tell thing. The they right. could just. I like that. That's one. how they could. That's how right. Taylor could write him out. That's not what we want to see happen. Boy, it feels like so long ago since it's been on. Blaze of glory. In, yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, good God. He's going to go down fighting. You know it. Yeah. No kidding. All yeah. right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay, Lori, we got another testimonial from Learning Rx this morning. And. Um, this we is from a, from a parent who said we are in the final stages of the program, the Learning Rx program, because after they got assessed, this family made a decision to put their um, son through the Learning Rx program. And it says, we're in the final stages, phenomenal experience. We have witnessed my son go from digging his heels into the program to the opposite end of the spectrum of thriving in school and the Learning Rx program. We're very thankful to the Savage team and a huge call out to Brad for his flexibility and making all schedules work. Thank you, Learning Our Racks. Oh, with the trainer? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, it's, it's, it's an experience. If your loved one needs it, it will change the trajectory of their life and make everything learning fun, reading fun, able to excel in their education. It's a game changer. Learning Racks, call them today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. It's random. That's all it is. All right, so I have some weird randoms today, okay? Um, I'm girding my loins right now. 
Okay, you can. Well, this this is a good one, I thought, for parents who, like me, when it comes time to figure out what camps to send your kids to or what do you want to do and when do I register, what are the deadlines, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of coordinating on top of if you're working full-time trying to figure out, you know, what to, what to do with your kids in the summer and over breaks and stuff if they want to do some extra things. So I did see this this morning on Minnesota Live, these two women that started this website called Camperoni. Oh, I love that. C-A-M-P-E-R-O-N-I.com. And it's the easiest way to find camps in the Twin Cities in the outstate Minnesota area. And so they have over 1,539 camps part of their program so they know the deadlines when you register who's qualified do they have scholarships and then they have um different camp providers so you go to this website camperoni if you have kids any ages you know probably from five to 18 and you register up what you're looking for and so then you're part of this group that they will send you because a lot of people don't know there's like four breaks coming up between now and february so for those days, if you have to work, where, where can you do, put your kids? Is there a art and craft camp? Is there a STEM ca- camp? Is there a soccer camp? But they've got this huge database, and I thought I would have loved this back in the day. So it's called camperoni.camp, and it filters out what you want, what you don't want to do, but it really tells you drop-off, pick-up, interest, price, location, all that stuff. So That's I thought nice. I thought that was a good one. And then... um my cabin, one of my friend's husband chopped down a tree and he had whittled me a wooden spoon. Nice. I know really? it. And so, yeah. That's Just, cool. You know, the I old know. whittling. The old whittling. <laughs> but there's a machine called a, oh, I forget the name of it. I'm with Martha. If you're listening, call us. But my friends have been interested in making bowls and making charcuterie boards. And there's a certain tool. In a lathe? Yes, that's yeah. it. A lathe. Mm-hmm. And so, L-A-T-H-E. Yes. Don't know what it is, but I know how to spell it, and I know that that's the word yes. you're looking and for. and that is exact. <laughs> thank spin, you. Spins, doesn't it spin? Yeah, it and makes, it can help you carve out bowls like, and stuff. Yeah. So um, when Patrick was on our laundry evangelist for his new book, um, Love, what is it, Love Letters? Love I wanna, House. Love House. House Love. House Love, love. thank house you. Love. Um, he talked about Minnesota having a tool library. And so my friend went to the tool library. There's two locations. One That's is cool. on, on Dale and St. Paul, and one is in Northeast in the Thorpe building on Central Avenue. So my friend went and checked it out because she's really, her and her husband are really interested. They're going to build a cabin. They're interested in woodworking and all these other things. So this tool library, you can take classes. You can learn how to work with tools. You can rent tools out for seven days. It's everything from snow blowers to this to that to cement mixers to all the saws all the different things and classes where you can learn or you how can, to use the yeah, stuff yeah, or you could cool. go there they've got workbenches and do your projects yeah. and kind of hang out they've got people there there's a fee if you want to join a membership like or not the mosaic place your mom, mom and casey yeah belongs to where you learn how to do mosaic, mosaic. tile cutting and and everything and art yeah yeah so this is this is all tools right it's all tool um and so if you have home improvement you can anyway it it just they're really excited about it my friends are interested in doing that and then the final thing here is there's a store with three locations in the twin cities that i know you haven't been to grant you might have heard of it rockler.com it's called rockler store and it's a kind of like a a cool hardware store for wood and it has 
Um, it's look it up rockler.com. There's three locations. One's in Maple Grove. One's like in Bloomington and one's like in Minnetonka where you can go and look around it. It's gonna Cause people are, I guess there's a big renaissance of woodworking right now. And so for hobbies that and take your word, for you can, it. you can do this <laughs> and then you can get kits like how to make things and try it out. If you're interested in it there yeah. and it, it's called Rockler Wood Kits. They cool. give you templates if you want to make Adirondack chairs or something. Oh my or gosh, that's ambitious. Cutting boards. I mean, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I so I just kind of patio chairs, tables. Those are just a couple things. It's cool, yeah. That I kind of thought were kind of off the beaten track and not in the machine line. And they've got one on Maplewood and one in Minnetonka, yeah. east side of town. So you're good. You're yeah. covered on both ends. And it's just kind of if you want to. Just try something different. If you're looking for a hobby, maybe you go get a small kit and try something. But this, this, oh, here's my friend Martha. God love you, Martha, for listening. Mm-hmm. She said, yes, Lath. Lath. L-A-T-H-E. <laughs> Thank you. And then um, we talked about the St. Paul Winter Carnival started. The first clue was in yesterday's St. Paul Pioneer Press, but the second clue is today. Um, it's the 138th St. Paul Winter Carnival. It's this Thursday, January 25th. And it runs through... Kind of perfect weather. I know. Not a lot of snow, but it runs through um, the 4th of February. And um, it kicks off this Thursday night at Rice Park. Light up the park. There's a laser show. Yeah, 38 degrees. I know. The Hammernick Chalet is going to be there. That's nice. So there's a big warming tent. There's going to be fun stuff there. And the parade is this Saturday... Saturday, thirty six. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's a it's lot not going be on. Freezing, freezing. Yeah. That's nice. So it might be a, a different way to experience this. Oh, uh, Mancini's will be popping. Yes, it will. And then finally, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Caribou Coffee's roasting and packaged coffee was sold to Pete's Coffee. You remember P E E T S? It was kind of one of the first coffee brands, but it's been sold. It was a two hundred sixty million dollar deal. So Caribou's no more. Caribou stores have already been bought by someone else. Oh. I think a company runs those already. Okay. And um, this is just the coffee roasting part of it. A few jobs in Minnesota are going to be lost, but not a lot. But that's just your little business coffee. Coffee update. What else do I have for you? You know. ask. The scent, um, the scent of a woman's tears brings a man down. And this is a study, Lori. The smell of a woman's tears makes men less aggressive. Yeah. And they did a, a, they had people play a really rough, hardcore video game um, that would aggravate them. And then they had women crying or something. But it just totally, Mm -hmm. um, they found that men were 44% less aggressive after getting a scent of a woman's tear. I never knew they smelled. Salt. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was just the sight and sound that sent men into quivers. Of, Tears oh have God. chemical compounds mm-hmm. that we pick up on, and it's a it's they think evolution's way to protect babies. So it's kind of interesting. But when adults cry, um, it calms us down. Yeah. So I thought that's a little. We well, all don't overuse your tears. Don't ladies. because when you need them. <laughs> yeah. When you really need them, you want them to right. be. Don't, don't be a crybaby. I hate that <laughs> so much, Grant. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. I really don't Some like it when a woman overuses tears as no. a thing. Well, right, you know. right. But anyway, that is just, you know, when necessary. Yeah, there's a, cave, a caveman mentality. Uh, t- yeah, of course. All right, what else do I know? 
Let me see here. I don't really know. I don't, I don't even know. Any other words? Like you I've, got a menu you I've want me talked. to read in French? I, well, no, oh, it's the year of the cicada. In oh, case you're I saw this. Oh, this. The is Midwest nuts. is going to hear a whole lot of buzzing. This summer, once-in-a-lifetime cicada brood is set to hatch in 2024. Uh, yeah, do we get the cicadas here? Yes, we do. We do? Oh, yeah, we get okay. them. The, 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 the big, like, Yeah, you're right, you're tree. right. But the cool thing about this story is that since, I think it was like 1904, because there's two different species of cicadas that come out from the ground every year, and this is the first time in like 100 and something years. 200. Where 200 years where they're going to come out together. Years. So we're going to have two species of cicadas at once. So it's going to be an awfully buzzy summer, if one could put right. it that way. Oh, yet another noise. I drove through a cloud of cicadas once with the oh. rambling roses, my motorcycle. Girl. We went there. Oh. We thought it was a dust cloud. And when we got to the stop sign, we were all covered in cicadas. I don't oh. even know what they look like. Oh, Are they, they look like, like big grasshoppers. Oh. Big grasshoppers. They're about the with size of a 50, percent, 50 cent piece, a little longer. Sit on the side of a tree and just... We boom. just started laughing. We were covered. Our leathers, <laughs> oh, our windshields, right? our... That would hurt. Everything? Everything. Our glasses. Ah. We were just... Yeah. Those are big. I feel like that would have hurt too, man. Well, we were slowing down to come to a stop sign ah. and a farmer was going by with a tractor oh, and it okay. stirred up the ground oh. and we just went through a big <laughs> cloud of them. Wow. Yeah. That's a story right yeah. there. No kidding. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Singing us back in, if you're just joining us today, later in the show, we've got some pink tickets to give away. Big announcement that she's going to be coming back. Don't forget to vote for our My And the My Talk Awards. Yeah, that's yep. happening. That's happening. Julia, and you don't forget either. I won't. Did you recruit the ladies this weekend? Ladies okay, vote. good. I've recorded people. All right. People are voting. Well... Um, you didn't see GMA this no, morning because you're busy watching Fool Me Once, the addictive Netflix show. I had to show. finish that. I know. I, I mean, I watched two this morning. I'm like, I have to work. Well, <laughs> maybe because there's so many stars that are going to be in feud, Capote versus the Swans. GMA started the round of interviews, and they started with Naomi Watts, who okay. plays Babe Paley, and Tom Hollander, who plays Truman Capote. And this is the next thing in the Ryan Murphy feud series. We had the Betty Davis, Joan right. Crawford feud, and um, they've been teasing us with trailers because there's so many people. Demi Moore, Calista Flockhart, Chloe Savigny, Molly Ringwald. It's a jam-packed cast of ladies in their 50s and 60s yes, and very yes, juicy, seen. juicy parts. And Tom Hollander, not to be mistaken with Tom Holland, Tom Hollander is the guy who played Quentin, the evil gay in White Lotus. 
too. Oh, yes. Which is, you know, when uh, Tanya, a.k.a. Jennifer Coolidge at the Emmys, thanked all the evil gays, Tom Hollander is playing the number one (laughs) evil gay on White Lotus, and he's playing Truman Capote. I see him as it because I was convinced it was Tom Holland. No, that our little Spider Man. No, Tom Hollander because uh, Truman Capote has got to be like in his late forties, yes, early fifties when he's all these people are this age. So, but it is the last time we are going to see Treat Williams, who last summer died uh, in a car turn left in front of him on his motorcycle, and he died, and he plays William Paley the head of CBS, Babe Paley's husband. And so here they talk about um, Treat Williams, who died after the filming had completed. Yes. Before we go, Treat Williams passed away uh, as you were filming. What a talent he was. Yes, and what a very, very sweet man. And very, very, it seemed impossibly cruel and unfair that uh, he should just die in a random accident like that just and we just all got to know him very well Naomi yeah I'm much closer to him than me other than Tom most of my scenes were with him and does he play your husband he yes plays, he plays Bill Bailey and he just crushed that part and uh, you know the two of us would often have these moments of we mm. cannot believe how great this material is this writing this cast this experience he spoke um, of such gratitude the whole way through um, Mm. of having a part like this at this point in his life he was a family man he spoke about his children and his wife Mm. and his dogs all the time Mm. I mean it's it's deeply upsetting that he is not going to get to see his wonderful work so yeah, heartbreaking. Uh, just your loving remark. And he was on a lot of um, kind of my sweet shows that I would watch on Netflix and stuff. And um, he always had he had a massive hairline till he died. Oh, I mean, great just hair. and you, everyone would recognize him. And I just loved, always loved his name, Treat. Yeah, Treat Williams. Treat Williams. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm just kind of looking up more about you know Truman Capote, and he wrote the novella Brec- that Bref- Breakfast and Tiffany at, Tif- at Tiffany's was. Um, Made of. And well, I forgot that. Truman Capote, yes, he wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's in Cold Blood, in Cold Blood and um, Answered Prayers is uh, yes. uh, where this really source material comes from because uh, he had been friends with all these society ladies and he thought he would write a blind item book. Because he was enchanted with the idea. I did a little research. Okay. He was enchanted and blind items, Bradley and Don need to know this, blind yes. items originated in 19th century Paris and they were used by columnists to blackmail people. Artists or yes, whomever. Yes, you can see it. Yes. And in America, the intention was to entertain with blind items rather than to extort money. Um, and gossip columnist the heyday for blind items as far as gossip columnists it was really 30s 40s and 50s right okay and then capote kind of decided that he would revive it with these vignettes in this short story um book called answered prayers Prayers, and the first one when it was published in Esquire magazine called Le Cote Basque about this drunken boozy lunch 
everybody knew who all the players were, even though he changed the name because he portrayed so many little little details details. that we associate with the blind item. Right. Okay. So, um, okay. So here's Naomi uh, Watts uh, talking about um, Babe Paley, who, you know, her husband, Bill Paley, was like the head of CBS for like 40 years. And they were like considered the top of New York society in terms of influence and knowing everybody and And politics, entertainment. Yes. Built after them with their money. Yes. So here we go. And you know, you play Bay Paley, another Mm -hmm. great part. She was the epitome of elegance. And she's married to CBS chairman uh, William Paley. What intrigued you about her character? Um, That she was this incredibly like she's almost like a piece of performance art she her presentation her grace her dignity never a hair out of place a wrong word said everything was just she was so well groomed but um, there are cracks right and that's what you're looking for as an mm-hmm. actor is to yeah take on this level of perfection but clearly that took a lot at of what work cost, right? at what cost yeah mm-hmm. and and when you get to play a character in long form like that you can you can really examine all of those vulnerabilities and and cracks yeah mm-hmm. oh she's so lovely yeah and she's one of the cushing sisters um and she and her sisters were like the you know the she had two older sisters and like her oldest sister, Mary, became, married Vincent Astor, and her younger sister married James Roosevelt, and then John Hay hit Whitney. I mean, so they were always referred to as the fabulous Cushing sisters of, um, you know, wherever they're from, Boston, I think. Lori, here's something interesting, okay? And she was like a fashion editor and right. always on the best dress right. list, and William Paley was her second husband. Okay, got it. Okay, so I'm just reading something about the history of this article in Vanity Fair, where it ran or wherever it ran. Esquire. And then it says, Society's sacred sacred monsters at the top have been in a state of shock, read the words of an article titled Truman Capote in Hot Water, written by journalist Liz Smith, that appeared in the February 1976 edition of New York Magazine. After never, the thing had yep, run. Never mm-hmm. have you heard such gnashing of teeth, such cries of revenge, such shouts of betrayal, and screams of outrage. She was, of course, referring to the publication of the short story by Truman Capote. Look mm-hmm. at Liz Smith, our Liz Smith. Mm-hmm. Way back then. Oh, my gosh. And and the reason why he wanted to call his short story collection of gossip and blind items mm-hmm. answered prayers is... Um, more tears are shed over answered prayers than unanswered ones. Oh, <laughs> so oh, anyway, I, this is going to be good. Uh, I think so. And then here's um, another one to just wet your taste buds. Tom Hollander, again, who played Quentin, the expat evil gay in White Lotus 2, is playing Truman Capote and talking about, because Truman Capote, you, you can go and see him. He was a regular on many talk shows back in the day all the time and um he had a very mm, the his diction and the way he talked it was southern but also affected affected i guess very affected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) capote's voice 
the way you were able to channel it and to master it, what was that process like? Um, that process was guided by a very brilliant man called Jerome Butler, who is a, an amazing voice coach, um, who Naomi knows well and is working with now. He's, he's a dear, dear man and a brilliant man. Um, but the, the short answer is listen to it and copy it and, and like a parrot and, um, and, then, and then eventually it it's becomes in the muscles of your mouth a bit and, and, then, um, and then you stop being like a parrot and you stop being like a human being but just listening and... and so you would listen like right before takes or I things? I would, or? yeah, yeah. And Jerome is like breaks down the vowel sounds and the consonants and goes no, no, no. And that was over, that was over many weeks. Wow. But <coughs> you would walk around with your tape recorder, your phone, and yes. listen just before. And I listen just before. And then, yeah. then you get to the point where you're just like improvising. I mean, you. And then it's yeah. Then we, weirdly, when is it? Yeah, yeah. Hasn't happened before. But I, 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 I loved, I loved the character, and uh, so I, I, wa I wanted to, and I, I felt I could get it. Some voices I just can't get, but I could get that one, and uh, so, so, um, yeah. I could just listen to it, but he wears I, a bald, because Turin Capote was bald, and yeah. he also had a acerbic, biting um, wit and compliments. Like, they showed a little clip of him, and Babe Haley is just raging to Truman that William Bill is still carrying on this terrible tryst with um, Happy Rockefeller, I think is who they name drop. And Truman Capote's lying on the couch sipping a drink or something, and he goes, that that thick ankled Harridan, I can't believe it. You know, uh, yeah, he he, yeah. Had a, he had a sharp tongue. Yeah, like when's the last time anyone called anybody a Harridan? You know, which is just a great old fashioned word. Yes. And of course, he's from you know, like that's from a time, but it basically means a bossy or belligerent old woman. Love it, a Harridan. I'm writing it down. <laughs> You know, and I was just, I was looking back because we last week, for some reason, Philip Seymour Hoffman's name came up and we had met him at the SAG Awards mm -hmm. because he was nominated for Capote. That's you right. Remember? That's right. He and, did play Capote. And with Catherine, Catherine Kinnear was mm -hmm. in it um, and Chris Cooper was in it. But that movie and he, this before he died of his accidental overdose of yeah, heroin, yeah. he... He w do you remember how lovely he was? I feel like he might have won, Lori, because he was bad. He did win. He did, and yeah. he, he was, did win for he that. Was I'm jealous. You so guys have to meet him. Lovely. But Capote, the movie, is about the time period in 1959 when Truman learns about the murder of a Kansas yes. family and yes. decides to write a book about it in Cold, Cold Blood, Blood yes. while researching it. And he forms a relationship with one of the family. killers. Yes, yes, yes. And Perry, who's on death row, and that's the angle of that yes. movie because he changed um basically how you know he fictionalized it was the first book that was a fictionalized true crime true crime read right. like a novel right. but was reimagined i mean it read it did read like a novel and it was considered fiction but it's based on historical the, the murder, truth the yeah. truth yeah, yeah. And we hadn't seen that. And then his next book, I believe, was Breakfast at okay. Tiffany. And then, and seriously, when we met Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I remember us just being in awe of him. Oh. He was so lovely. Lovely. I bet. And I, when we say Matt, we sat a row. 
but still, right next to him, listening a, to him talk. He yeah. had a presence that, oh. that 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 a lot of people don't oh. carry in Hollywood. He is missed, and I had just to and I and you might have said this while I was on the phone, but I had about three phone calls come in, people asking where they can find the show and when FX yes. Yes. January thirty first. So set your DVRs. If not Hulu, the next day. Yes. Yeah, are you sure it's the 31st? It says here in this article. Oh, yeah, yeah I thought it was swans. the 28th. Um, but FX, yeah, January said 31st. Feud, yeah. And it's under Feud. Yeah, mm-hmm. Feud. Ryan Murphy's yeah. Feud, but Feud, Truman Capote versus the Swans. I'm, this is going to be good. And we haven't seen Demi Moore on the, you know, act in a long time. I'm excited to see her back. And it's directed by Gus Van Zandt. Yes. Yeah. It's oh, going to wow. be it's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to take a quick break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our time about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Taylor Effect. Travis Kelsey will be the Super Bowl MVP, even if he's not in the game. Parties are ready to offer him a million dollars. Just to show up. To show up. In Vegas to go to the after parties, so they're there. Uh-huh. So And just think about that. If you think about in terms of advertising dollars and what you spend on a 30-second ad or a minute ad in the Super Bowl, you're talking 8 to 10 to $30 million, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If you can get Taylor Swift with Travis Kelsey in your party and Page Six and TMZ and all these app, it's the go- picture. It's it, the picture. It's the picture that's going to get you the wow. the at the. But the this look. is and this is just for Travis. He's just not making Travis. any, any promises because yeah. she's in Japan. That's right. That's right. He may not, oh, she may not even be there. That's his amazing. glow up has been be. On from Vote Taylor. for the Taylor effect. Wow. That's the breakout star and you know of the what? year. And and when I was watching mm. them, I was just thinking. How fun. And how fun because also because of their lifestyle, they haven't they've had to find time to see each other, which makes it more exciting. You know? Because she was performing in South America and stuff. You know, it all helps to have a jet. It totally does, but kind <laughs> of how fun. Because they don't have this unlimited time that it's kind of like more really... Yeah, yeah. I just think how exciting. Yeah, very much so. Everything's exciting for these guys. Very much so. Uh, Teresa Judice admits she staged her prison release photos. Quote, unquote, might as well make money off of it. Agree. I agree. This happened in 2015. Seven years ago. Why are we talking about this? Why is she bringing this up? She has no story. No one likes her anymore. Louis... um, I don't know. When does that one come back? Real Housewives. Good question, Julia. Because this the, happened in 2015. Yeah, so and we and knew at the time. Did. But first of all, it was staged. Of course she did. Because mm-hmm. she needed money. Because uh, Say It Ain't So Joe, yeah. you know, was a loser. She had paid yeah, money back to the did. government. She did. Oh well, my gosh. we're not going to argue with the team. 
All right, how about that Ariana Grande has lost 350,000 followers since her dating SpongeBob SquarePants? No, I think it's since the song dropped. Oh, even since the song? Yes, and question mark. Specifically because that song... I mean, that got 11 million streams the day it debuted. It's number one on the Hot 100 billboard right now. It It is. It is. And she makes a quote-unquote shameless reference to Ethan Slater. Really? Who was her co-star in Wicked, married with a nine-month-old baby at home. She wants people to move on. Well, but in the song, she said, why do you care whose D I ride? That is this line that lost her 350 well, Insta followers. Well, what was I'm the sh- name? Yes, please. Yes, yes and. and question. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, what's what's your problem? Yeah, it's my life. Leave me alone. All right. But very crude, you know, what do you care who's DI ride? Well, you know, if you're really going to ask us that, we're going to unfollow you. We didn't follow and we didn't have to unfollow. <laughs> That's Look at right. how easy that one was. Um, Just went right over our heads and passed us. It's perfect. So Ariana Grande. Okay, Ari- Wicked comes out next Thanksgiving, I believe. Fine. No, it's in March. The album comes out in March. Oh, no, and Wicked, Wicked is Wicked, December. Oh, it is Christmas. Okay. Yeah, yes, it's I, Christmas yeah, release okay. for part one and part two. Uno, do, do, Okay, I don't know if you saw any of this uh, stuff that happened. Reese Witherspoon in Nashville eating snow and then making something out of snow and with 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 Target caramel sauce and Target something else sauce. Yeah, well, I mean, people were yelling at her, "Don't eat the yellow snow" or something. After the first video, they silly. told her that snow was dirty. Then she doubled down and then she microwaved. She has made. Three videos, she's tripled down on eating snow, and I just have to ask Drew, not Drew, Reese, Reese, why this hill? Um, Maybe she was just... (laughs) Why this hill? I don't understand, but okay, because she never really gets flack about anything, you know? She never gets flack. So is she overreacting by making three videos to demonstrate? I think she's just, yeah, maybe. Just leave me the bleep alone. I wish she'd just post a photo of herself drinking out of a hose, which or, is something or that just people did used to do. over her head or something. Yeah, we always drink out of a hose. Yeah. That wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, good well water out of yeah. a hose. Hell yeah. I, I don't know why this hill. Uh, yeah, it's a weird hill. Yeah, I would agree. To have that many videos, and it's like, wow, she really is not used to being criticized. No, I okay. sense, do you know who I am? Yeah, since, well, that was That, that was, was drinking, in Georgia. That drinking. was like in 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, you know, last week we learned that Polly Shore was doing a biopic and did a short film on um, Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. And that Richard, you know, didn't really want this to be made, blah, blah, blah. But Polly Shore showed this 10-minute long short film called The Court Jester. I watched it. Um, this weekend, because the Sundance Film Festival yeah. was going on, a lot of movies were acquired, mm-hmm. a lot of people were there, la, 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 la. And he said that Richard Simmons actually did text him and wished him good luck. Yeah. So it was Here's- like, much ado about nothing. This is a good orchestrated campaign for yes. a movie that hasn't even filmed. Yes. Exactly. There's been so much <laughs> fake outrage and yes. this and that. No, any you could make a movie about anybody. You don't need the person's permission. Right. We already know right, right, this. Right. So 
You but know. he's kind of good as Richard Simmons in the the little take the court jester has him being a guest on the Ellen show mm-hmm. and they really did a good spoof of Ellen. Yeah, they know, did. did yeah. Wasn't it good? Yeah. Was good? I thought it was really good. Was and it fun. was because you know why it's called the court jester. I think I saw this on extra Richard Simmons in one of his last interviews with either extra or entertainment tonight, okay. like got teared up about talking about himself and he said you know i'm like the court jester i'm keeping everybody up and smiling and but inside you know i'm actually crying and then he like kind of started to cry or something it was an awkward ending to the interview but extra entertainment tonight was playing it because in that interview with one of those entertainment outlets he refers to himself as court jester interesting that he was rah-rah for people to work out and yeah he was he was used for fun well but he that was part of his thing but he also it became like richard Simmons overtook him i get it Yeah. yeah And he, of course, I don't want to get into it now. I'll do it another time. But his Letterman, remember, he always said David Letterman was so mean to him. Yeah. Never said hi to him as a guest like a million times and never came out and personally said hi. Oh, jeez, Richard. I loved him. 